0: Welcome to Hope Anchors, I'm Johnny, and I'm Sean, and together we want to share the hope that anchors the very core of who we are to all that Jesus is.
1: Hey, Johnny, guess what? What's that? In Hebrews 619, it reads, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure. It is that.
0: So we have been doing a series called I Am and focusing on these seven I Am statements that Jesus makes in the Gospel of John. And our encouragement to you through these podcasts is that even though we're not going to be in the entirety of John's Gospel, that you would read through it during this time. It wouldn't take you too long to do that. And and it's a great way to prepare for Easter. You know, we're in this uh, time period. uh, I'm going to kind of Date ourselves right now, but That's you know okay. we're in the we're in a period of Easter Lent uh, where we're you know focusing on this time leading up to the celebrating the 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 cross uh, as well as the um, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and so in uh, John chapter fourteen he makes this I am statement. And I'm going to give you a little bit of context before we do that. So Jesus is with his disciples on the night in uh, before he is to be betrayed, and he's celebrating this Passover meal with them. And he wants to give them some assurance about what is happening. He says, you know, and I think all of us need to hear this. Maybe you've even heard this before when you've had some trouble in your life. But he says in uh, John chapter 14, verse one, do not let your hearts be troubled. Mm -hmm. Don't be troubled. Don't be confused. Sometimes when we have well-meaning friends, uh, who come alongside of us in our darkest times. I mean, I, I lost my dad to leukemia. He was 55 years old. Thankfully, there weren't too many people who came up to me and gave me these pat Christian answers, you know, uh, to my grief. Uh, but I know that that can happen with us, but here you've got Jesus telling his disciples, listen, don't, don't let your, the very core, the very center of who you are to be too troubled. The way that you can do that is to just, just to believe, to trust. To entrust yourself to your Heavenly Father. Believe in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have not told you that I'm going there to prepare, prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. So this is kind of context of this famous statement that Jesus makes, this I am statement. so Thomas, he asks, he says, Lord. We don't know where you're going. So, how can we know the way? And Jesus answers him in verse six I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I think there are many times where we take a look at this statement and we only focus on the way. You know, I do want to unpack this a little bit for you because it's very fascinating. You know, a lot of times you hear Jesus' followers being called. Christians. You know, you, you hear that word being used much, much more than another word that is actually used throughout the, the book of Acts and in other writings, too. But um, but the word Christian is only used three times in the New Testament. It's used in Acts 11.26, in Acts 26.28, and in 1 Peter 4.16. And what's interesting is that in, in the original uh, usage of these words, they, they were actually terms that were... Uh, derogatory. <laughs> um, they were actually being called this by other people to refer to followers of Christ. Who uh, and and these were people who you know they were uh, speaking down on them because they would not acknowledge that the emperor of Rome that that Jesus was the Christos that Jesus actually was the Christ. What's interesting is that the this movement of Jesus followers was much more known as something else and not as a group of followers. They were actually known as the Way. Uh, in Acts chapter nine, verse two, it's speaking of Saul before he's knocked off of his horse and, and uh, you know drawn to Jesus. But you know, if Saul found any who belonged to the way, he might take them prisoners to yeah. Jerusalem. Acts nineteen nine, they refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. Acts nineteen twenty three says about that time there arose a great disturbance about the way. <laughs> Acts 22.4 says, I, and Paul, is, he's, he's talking about his, his own life and what he used to do in his former life. He said, I persecuted followers of this way to their death. And then in Acts 24.14, he says, I admit that I worship the God of our ancestors as a follower of the way, which they call a sect. Now, I unpacked more of this a little bit more uh, on Sunday morning, and we're actually going to spend a little bit more uh, time in truth. And uh, also a little bit more in life. But uh, and the reason we're doing that is because I, I think just as maybe we've heard so many messages on these I am statements and there's so much emphasis on the I am that Jesus is, you know, uh, really drawing this parallel to who God is. That as he appeared to Moses and Moses is asking, who should I say sent sent me to them? And God says, I am Yahweh. I am Jehovah. That word means I am. But we really want to make sure that we're focusing on what Jesus wants us to focus on in these statements. Mm-hmm. You know, what we've been saying throughout this series is that what's real to us reveals something about Jesus. Uh, so we know, you know, we know the way in terms of, hey, I'm going to show you the way. Uh, I'm going to give you the directions to get to my house. Uh, You know, we know what truth is, in a sense. I mean, we're always trying to discover truth. Maybe it's, you know, you're in school, you're reading, you're doing some research, that kind of thing. We know what life is all about. We know the difference between life and death, you know, that kind of thing. We see life in the spring, we see death in the winter, that kind of thing. But the fact is, is, so, you know, yeah, we want to focus on the way, the truth, and the life. But we really want to hone in just because so much of the time we hear that Jesus is the only way to God which he is. I mean, he makes that statement. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes we, we talk so much about Jesus being the way that we forget to acknowledge how much he is actually the truth, that he embodies truth, that he embodies life. And Jesus didn't come just to show us the way. He is the way. He didn't come to just teach us truth. He is the truth. He didn't come just to bring us life. He is life. And that when we attach ourselves to him, when we are vitally connected, another I am that we're going to bring up is that I am the vine. So when you are vitally connected to Jesus and that spirit, spiritual nourishment that he provides, then we are going to be on the way we are going to know the truth and we're going to experience life eternally and abundantly. That's what we talked about last week in John mm-hmm. 10, 10 that Jesus came to bring us abundant life, a life of fullness, richness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just uh it's kind of interesting with the way um that, that term, there was a time in my life not too long ago when um, my buddy Steve, that lives out in Arizona, and I were really getting into a lot of words, a lot of uh, ministries with uh, three-day movements and stuff like that. There was a time where we actually were uh, contemplating and developing a, a business strategy to start our own church, hmm. and our church was going to be called the Way. Oh wow! Because it was because of this one thing right here mm-hmm. um, it wasn't going to be a, a denominational church it was mm-hmm. going to be on the teachings of jesus and in the old testament and how it all plays in together and ties in together and for this very reason is why we wanted to call it the way mm-hmm. to see Saul do his persecution and to call this the way and to hear that the the term Christian was used more as a derogatory statement even makes me think of that today because Mm -hmm. I personally don't like to be called a Christian because there's so many people that that call themselves Christians that are that are just plain hypocrites Mm -hmm. and so to me that term Christian doesn't have the power of and what I say to myself and what I tell other people is I do my best to be a follower of Christ. Yeah. And that's it, which is the way mm-hmm. to live when we talk about the way. That's right. So when we hear the truth, what Jesus reveals to us as the truth is, is for us to look into a mirror sometimes mm-hmm. and to see ourselves. And when you see yourself, do you see the truth or does it reveal something else to you? And the more you develop that relationship with Christ is the more you're going to be able to see the truth inside of you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not pretty. Mm -hmm. It's not. And Jesus is going to, as he reveals more to you, more truth gets revealed to you on yourself. And I think that is something that we need to embrace more of is to really embrace our faults, embrace our own ugliness, our sinful ways uh, because if we're not exposed to the truth and following what Jesus is teaching us, we never see that. Yeah.
0: What you're talking about just reminded me of James one twenty two, where he says, don't merely listen to the word but do, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Yeah. Anyone who listens to the word but doesn't do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom, interesting, that James is saying this law, you know, this law of Christ brings freedom, and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it. They'll be blessed in what they do. So, absolutely, when you're looking into the word, oh, I, I I remember um, one Bible teacher talking about how we read the word, how the word reads us. You know, we we need God's word to to read us. Yeah. You know, to read what's inside of us. And so, you know, if you're not reading the word, then the word isn't reading you, and you're you're not. Uh, being transformed into
1: Christ likeness. Yeah. And if we really go back to John first chapter, Mm -hmm. God's word is true. Yeah. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is truth. And and I think when we first take that step and we start really looking at uh, what truth is in our life and, and we take that first step and we recognize who Jesus is, Um, Once again, we talked about Jesus being the light of the world. Jesus is truth. The truth of Jesus will shine a light onto you, and and so you can examine yourself. But we need to understand when we see this truth, we have to embrace and understand that we need forgiveness. Mm. We're the ones that need to be justified by Jesus and through Jesus, Yes, he is the way. And the only way to God is through him. We talked last week about him being the gate, mm-hmm. only way through the fathers, through the gate, through him. Mm-hmm. He is the way. But this truth, the only way we get to know the truth and what Jesus has been teaching us is to be in his word and to read his truth. Yeah,
0: Truth is definitely a big theme out of the gospel of John and, and what, what, uh, oh. what Sean is talking about out of, out of John chapter eight, verses 31 through 32, Uh, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Freedom. Mm -hmm. That is... It's so what James brings up. This this truth brings freedom.
1: It's amazing how this all, and even in 1 John, I mean, John talks, I love the idea that later on in future series, uh, you're going to go through more teachings of John, yeah. uh, not just in this gospel, but through all of his writings. First John, um, or is it called 1 John 520? Uh, twenty. First, 520. John, yeah, First John, John. It's the same John, but it's still. Uh, but in chapter 5, verse 20, uh, of First John, he says, and we know that the son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. Yeah. And we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Yeah. And I just find this amazing that it's in his words that we find the truth, but we have to keep looking at ourself. We have to keep looking at that mirror and recognizing, are we true or do we continue to put on this mask? Are we continuing to put on this facade? I can be true. Johnny, I'm, I'm going to be true to you, but not really. Hmm. you know. And, and Jesus says, no. You got to be true all the time. Yeah. Be who you are meant to be. Inside and out. Inside and out. And it's not a one thing I want everybody to understand is just because you give your life to Jesus, it's not at that moment that everything's revealed to you. <laughs> it's not at that moment that okay, hey, I'm I'm transformed. I'm now a follower of Christ and everything's going to be great. There's a lot of work. And the more you seek the truth, the more that becomes revealed to you. Mm-hmm. And we talk about getting into the past, getting into his words, and you can read the same passage a hundred times uh, over many years, but it's that hundred and first time you're gonna see something different in that exact same words because he's re- you're ready to be revealed. God's ready to reveal more truth to you.
0: I think, you know, if you have ever had anybody either write a letter to you, my mom is amazing for uh, writing cards to people and letters and that kind of thing. But if you ever you know, receive a letter or a card from someone, or even if someone sends you just a a fantastic email that's, you know, really encouraging to you, I think the way that we need to look at scripture to look at truth is God's love letter to us. And that, you know, when we're reading his words, it's not so that we, you know, okay, we have these precepts and these laws, and we need to follow them, and we need to do this and not do that, and we should do this and and should not do that, you know, but what we need to do is actually see it as, you know, God's desires for us, that, you know, these are his his words so that when we read them, we're actually spending time with him and not just in his word. That's sometimes why I'm I don't like to describe my quiet times with him as I do devotions, because you know what I want to Actually be is to be devoted to him and to spend time with him and that when I'm in his word, I'm in him and I'm spending time with him, which is, you know, where we're going towards the tail end of of this podcast, what it means to actually attach ourselves to this way, this truth, this life. Jesus, you know, already has said in, in John chapter eight about, you know, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples and that truth will set you free. But there's also a part of that in John 16, 13, where he says that the spirit of truth, speaking of the Holy spirit, God's very presence, that when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So, you know, when you go to the word of God, pray to God, Seeking the spirit of God to give you understanding. Man, this is, this is one of those, um, probably life changing, uh, moments for me when I was at Taylor University. There were, uh, three or four of us that jumped into a car and, and we went to, um, there, there's a ministry called Precept Ministries, and begun by uh, K. Arthur, and they they were teaching people how to go through the Bible to to um, study the Bible verse by verse. And one of the one of the ways that we did this, and it was great because we we all had this pamphlet that was just you know it was Second Timothy, and uh, we were to that when you read, say you're going to jump into like the first part of Second Timothy chapter one, um, you would read it. And then note some keywords, And But before you read it, you would pray, you know, Lord, just give me understanding because I know that, you know, spiritual truth is discerned in spiritual ways. And so I want your Holy Spirit to teach me. And so, you know, you'd pray, read it, see if there are any key words, and then pray again, read it again. And it was just amazing to me how many times that, you know, I would catch something in the sixth reading of that passage that I didn't catch in the second Or third time. And so, you know, that's what we're talking about when we're saying, you know, you're as a follower of Jesus, you're not just reading words from a page. You're spending
1: time knowing the heart of your Savior. Yeah. In all reality, we talk about this at the close of all of our shows uh, to give us hope. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what the truth does. Yeah. When we the more we know the truth, the more it should give us hope. It should never be something the truth should never discourage us to seek out more truth about ourselves and everything else, because no matter what we see, instead of being filled with this crap that we deal with on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. we can be filled with this hope of what this truth is. And you talk about the spirit of truth, uh, and it's because that spirit of truth also gives us the spirit of power Mm -hmm. uh, and, and with this power. Uh, through this, we should be able to overcome everything that stands between us, uh, mm-hmm. and stand between us and our ultimate goal, which is to be more like Christ. Mm-hmm. So, the more we understand the Spirit of Truth, and we gain the Spirit of Power, this should really show us that through the truth, that man we can we can do anything. And everything that's revealed to us in the truth that we don't like, that we're asking, you know, our sinful ways that we need repentance for forgiveness for and and everything else, that truth and that hope should actually fulfill all those needs. And we can live forever. Mm -hmm. And that's when we talk about the way, I mean, uh, it's kind of funny. uh, In John, I'll go back to first John again, chapter three, and whoever has this hope, in him being God purifies himself just as he is pure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really kind of understanding what this truth really does for us. And, and yes, I can go I'm gonna go back to Psalms. I love the Psalms. Psalms eighty six, eleven. Um, we, we read where it says, Teach me your way, O Lord, I will walk in your truth. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus is saying by I am the way, I am the truth. And then he goes on to talk about the fact that he is the life.
0: He he has come to bring us life and to bring it abundantly. But he is life. Mm. Um, uh, John six forty eight talks about the fact, and I am the bread of life. We already we went through that before. Peter uh, it t- told him, and this was it, and This is another passage that we had dealt with because we, if you remember, there were people that were not really getting what Jesus was teaching when he said that you need to eat my flesh and drink my blood when he was speaking about, you know, communion or uh, kind of a a re-envisioning of Passover. But, you know, John 6, 6, 6, John chapter 6, verses 66 refers to a time when a bunch of people just ended up leaving Jesus. They didn't want to follow him anymore. And Jesus says, you know, are you guys going to leave as well? And Peter says, Lord, where are we going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. And so, and, you know, and then we've got, you know, the very famous passage that God so loved us that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You know, Jesus wants to give us, it's not, it is, yes, an eternal kind of living, but it's a, you know, when we think of eternal life, it's not just the life that you get when you die, it's the life that you get when you come to life in him. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's a, it's more of a quality of life than a quantity of days, and so, you know, Jesus is saying that I, I want you to live with a, a fullness of life that only I can give you if you attach yourself to me. John 17, three says, now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. See, there, there's a way for us to experience life in all of its fullness. Um, there's, there's a way for us to, to know the truth in all its fullness. And that way is not just learning some words from a page, but learning from the author who wrote it. Mm-hmm. And it's attaching yourself to him and coming to know him in a relationship with him. What God wants for us, I, I think too many times we think of what God wants from us, but what God wants oh. for us is for us to be in relationship with him. Amen. Much like we are in relationship with one another. Yes. You know, I, I, I remember the first time that I met Sean, it was I think the very first time that I, I began speaking at hope. And, and I just remember him talking about how, you know, because of my encouragement, he was starting to, to write notes in his Bible and, and that kind of thing N- had no idea that he and I would realize that we hit it off very quickly and would become very close and would be able to do what we're doing today. But that comes as we have spent time with each other. I mean, there was a time when the only thing we used to do was to meet up at Panera yeah. <laughs> and and, yes. and talk and go through Scripture together. And, and even at that time, we didn't have this idea that we would be doing podcasting together. But, but
1: but that's very that's that's the important thing right there. Is you know we can ask this question. You know, how do you know Jesus? You know, the same way that how you and I got to know each other was the start just having a conversation, start making questions, mm-hmm. start you know getting to know each getting other. Getting to know each other before and it's any relationship spending time together. I mean, I've got you know, growing up the way I did, I never took the time and made the investment in, in friendships and mm-hmm. relationships. So I really didn't develop a true friendship, you know, with with my best friend Steve. Uh, until I was in my forties mm. and cause I never took the time cause I was never around somebody. And, and folks, let me tell you, Steve is, I, I will tell you he is my best friend more than my brothers are because we have taken the time. We've cried together. We've studied together. We share God together, which is the, a very key point in, in any relationship. There, there was a time where our wives thought we were closer to each other than we were with them. <laughs> and and that's it, comical, but I truly did. I felt like Steve was, uh, was really my best friend and my first true friend, even before Julie became a really true friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had been married for, you know, almost, uh, 20 years before Steve and I knew each other, but I didn't put that type of relationship the importance of a relationship and the and the way to develop a relationship even when Julie and I were first married. Hmm. And so this is the relationship that God wants with us. This is that whole the whole image of Jesus being the groom mm-hmm. and we are the bride. That marital relationship that he wants with us is a true personal relationship. And so to get to know Jesus You have to put the time in. Mm -hmm. You have to want to understand how he is the way and that how he is the truth and allow that truth to shine in on you and reveal who you truly are so you can get rid of that sin. You can get rid of that and become more like Christ. Mm -hmm. Then you will have an abundance of life. Here on earth, the richest that he has to share with us is more than any one person could ever fathom. And he's got so much that he wants to have that personal relationship with each and every one of us.
0: Hmm. I don't know what brought you to Hope Anchors, but we are super excited that you're with us. And it could be that maybe you're beginning or even investigating a relationship with Jesus. Uh, but we continue to encourage you to make sure that you're getting together go- with other Jesus followers, mm-hmm. those people who are in the way, Christians, um, so that you can have some close friends that you're developing a relationship with where you can help each other, you can encourage each other, you can challenge each other, um, but then also make sure that you're being in the word for yourself. And, um, so it, it could be that, you know, the reason that you're here listening to us is that God is drawing you into this way that he is wanting to show you the truth, but absolutely he's wanting you to experience all the fullness of life that comes through having a relationship with Jesus.
1: Amen. That that's it, Johnny. That's, that's it in a nutshell is what he wants for us here. Yes, there is a promise of what's to come, Yeah, but he wants that. He wants us to enjoy that richness of his relationship with us right here, right now. Yeah. So, Hey, thanks for listening everybody to hope anchors. Paul wrote in Romans 15, four for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope.
0: You know, there's something that we want for you, (laughs) and that's just to give you something to anchor your hope to. So we want to encourage you to not give up and
1: keep looking up and keep hope alive. Amen.